0: Welcome to the Spartan Sports Wrap here on 88.9 WDBM East Lansing on Impact Exposure. My name is Dave Harenke, and I will be your host for the next hour. As always, my lovely co-host Megan to my left. Megan, how are you doing today?
1: Doing good. Doing good. Still getting my voice back, but I sound better than I did last week. You do?
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> Not as scratchy of a voice. No. No, but that's good. Uh, you have a good weekend?
1: Yeah, it just it went by so fast. I mean, like with St. Patrick's Day and everything, it just made everything go by super fast. Um it just felt like it it all went and it was just a blur and then now we're back at school on Monday.
0: Yeah, back and uh weather's supposed to get kind of cold for the next few days. Uh we were enjoying some nice weather uh there for a while, but hopefully uh none of this snow actually really co- you know collects uh, I don't think it's going to be too bad even though it's supposed to be like 48 on uh, was it Wednesday but it's supposed to dip down like 20 something
1: yeah it's supposed to snow tomorrow and Wednesday maybe I yeah
0: think? I mean yeah it's, well, it said at least in the paper the next three days like rain snow sleet all kinds of mixed junk which <laughs>
1: was spoiling us
0: it was yeah, it was a nice St. Patrick's Day though for everyone that went oh, out yeah. there um, I definitely hope everyone that went out for St. Patrick's Day had a very nice and safe St. Patrick's Day um, it was a beautiful night to be out um, you know tournament starting um, you know it was a great time. So again, I hope everyone had a safe uh, and safe and fun at St. Patrick's Day. But uh, let's get to the world of sports. Uh, obviously with the tournament starting on Thursday, uh, a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about the NCAA tournament, obviously the Spartans, the Wolverines. Uh, we're going to get to a little bit about the Red Wings. Um, obviously just the tournament in general, not just the Spartans and Wolverines, but what we all thought of some of these other games, some of the upsets that happened. Uh, try and touch on a little bit about Barry Bonds and uh, whatever else we can get to. So we got an hour... So let's start it off, and we're going to start it off with the Michigan State Spartans. The Michigan State Spartans started off, like I said, Thursday. They played against UCLA in their opening round matchup uh, against the Bruins. Uh, Spartans were a 10 seed, facing the 7th seed of the UCLA Bruins. And it was a game that was quite frustrating for at least the first uh, 30 minutes of it. Um, and then you saw the Spartans put on a run that, honestly, I did not see coming. Um, this game was 42-24 to at the half. I assume, honestly, I can assume Assume a lot of people might have even turned this game off. Might have just gotten back to their drinking, whatever they were doing. Uh, it was a game, though, that I watched most of the whole thing. Um, it was difficult to watch. I was at a bar, um, and you know, we were at this bar. They're supposed to have a project, projection projection screen, excuse me, and it was broken. So they just had these little 20-inch uh, screen TVs. But. um you watched the game, Megan. We both watched it. Uh, you know, final score seventy-eight to seventy-six UCLA, two-point loss. Uh, Michigan State. Uh, you know, did all they could to come back in this game just wasn't enough when it came down to it. Um, all in all, what did you think in the game? And you know, it's the end of the season. And how do you feel about this team? You know, when all said and done, now.
1: Um, you know, going right now, uh, the game was was something. Um I, I did watch the majority of it. There were parts where people were standing in front of me and I couldn't see it, like I was telling you a little bit earlier. Uh-huh. But it wasn't it wasn't the team that I think a lot of people expected to come out. Um, you know, they were picked as the upset, the tenth seed against the seventh seed. I everyone I spoke to, even people who didn't live in this state, were saying um, Michigan to upset UCLA, so mm-hmm. they they had a lot going for him, a lot of people behind him. Um, I just the the team that came out there wasn't wasn't the team that wanted to win. Um, I mean, Kalen Lucas, he'd been doing so good at the end of the season, came to the tournament, and I was reading stuff. I don't know what, like where it was or anything, but they were saying how um, he looked sick, like he just uh-huh. didn't look like he could do anything. Um, I mean, Draymond Green did well, twenty three points. And um
0: oh yeah Draymond had I mean he had a triple double. Yeah. Oh fantastic game.
1: I know. And I was I was hoping, you know, when that run was coming in the end. I was I was sitting on a couch. I got up and jumped up and down on the couch. Like when they're starting to come back, I was like, "Yes, maybe they can come back. We can do this." And it just didn't work out for him, but to look on the season as a whole, um I mean, it wasn't wasn't the season I think people were expecting from him. Mm-hmm. It was definitely one of their down seasons. Um they, they they didn't do as well as they should have uh, 2 the or preseason, you know, and not even seeded at the end of the, se- the, end of the season. Um, and it, it, obviously it's a frustrating season, but hopefully they can, they can learn from it this year, mm-hmm. move on next year. I mean, we're only losing three seniors. Yep, that's right. And um, they can hopefully build on it next year, and we're picking up two two more good ones for next year. Yeah. You know, they will be freshmen, but maybe, maybe they'll see some playing time from them. I've seen a couple videos of them, and... Um, I'm I'm hoping they can just take the season as a building season, um, yeah, work, learning uh, lessons. Work on it next year, and then maybe we'll actually see. You know the team that we should have seen this year.
0: No, uh, I definitely agree with you. Uh, It was a disappointing, frustrating season from, you know, really the get-go. You know, we've been talking about it ever since. I mean, you want to go back to December, even in November. Um, You know, the team had, you know, a tough non-conference schedule, some, you know, difficult losses to, you know, teams that made the tournament. You look at Duke, Texas, uh, even Syracuse. I know Syracuse is out, so is Texas. But, uh, you know, a lot of tough games for this team. And I think the one thing that, Was a you could look at for the entire season for the Spartans was that they always thought that they could play from behind. They always thought that if they, you know, if they kept it close enough, they didn't give it their all in the first half, that they could, you know, just turn it on in the second half and just take down a team. And, you know, you just, you can't play like that all season long. There were a lot of games like this with the Spartans. And bottom line is you're down 42 to 24 at the half. That's quite an insurmountable uh, task. They made a nice 20 to five run. Um, It was incredible. I mean, they were down 23 points with about eight minutes left in the second half, Mm -hmm. which is more than the halftime lead. I never saw them getting that close, but just a little too late, as usual, with this team. It was exciting at the end. You thought they could maybe somehow pull off the miracle. They did cut the lead to one with about four and a half seconds left. Um, Kaelin Lucas, unfortunately, that traveling call uh, there at uh, around the three-point line. Uh, it, overall, it, it was... I mean, I picked them to win this game, mm-hmm. but I didn't see them going further than this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, at the same time, it's disappointing, but... You know, like Tom always said, I think you've got to take this season as a learning lesson. Uh, you haven't had a season like this in a while. they still made the tournament, um, something that uh, many teams would just beg for. Uh, we've made it for 14 straight consecutive you know, tournament appearances. Most teams would pray to have any kind of run like that. Yeah, it was a disappointing end. It was a disappointing season. But we made the tournament, deservedly or not. We made it in the end. The Spartans, they just you know they couldn't really play a full game. It seemed like all season. Yeah. And it really finally caught up to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, UCLA was a very young team. They had no seniors on this team. And I think that showed just their youth. Uh You know, the Spartans, obviously a little more tenacious uh in the second half. It was weird watching that first half because you just didn't see it mentally in them you didn't see the toughness you didn't see the grit I just didn't understand where it was why it wasn't there um, I give UCLA credit they're a, they're a pretty decent team but they're not a great team they're not some fantastic team and we've played teams better than UCLA without a doubt throughout the year and more competitively win or lose we've played better teams than that and had it be a much closer game than an 18 point lead for UCLA at the half. Now, real fast, before we continue with this, I want to ask our listeners a question. Just like I asked Megan, I mean, what do you think of the Spartan season when all is said and done today? Uh, you know, it ended on Thursday, but, you know, what did you think of the season? What did you think of the game? And another question just to ponder real fast. What was your biggest upset of the weekend what did you think what game was it okay was it vcu just dismantling purdue you know was it butler with that last second free throw by howard against pitt to upset the number one seed what was your biggest upset of this weekend give me a call 517-432-3893 uh but kaylin lucas i felt terrible for the kid um he did have a rough game but, you know, he, he's put this team on his back many a time. Where if it wasn't for Kalen, we probably wouldn't even made the tournament um, in a lot of ways, in my opinion. Especially, you know, with the games that he had against Purdue and even the game before that, even in Iowa. He's, he's really put the team on his back. It was his last game as a Spartan. Kalen, I hold no ill will towards you at all. Not in the least. Uh, you know, you've been with us for four years. Uh, you know, you've just been a fantastic player for us. Um, you know, if it wasn't for that Achilles injury, honestly, um, I believe that he would have had a completely different season. This year. That was that was really hampering him all year. You could really tell. He finally started to get it back, I think, towards the last quarter of the season, but just it was a little too late. Darrell Summers, Darrell did have a pretty decent game this game uh, against UCLA. Uh, Darrell Summers had what uh, fifteen points uh, not too bad. You know, played a lot of minutes. He he really did well in the first half, I'd say. Draymond Draymond, hey, like you said already, I mean, 23 points, 11 boards, 10 assists. A fantastic game from that kid. Uh, Problem with this team was always just not enough depth as well. Um, When Kalen is off or Darrell is off, or even maybe one of the two, even another, maybe if Draymond's off, they don't have no one else to go to. Uh, it felt like Nick's has not lived up to what he should have been this year. Delvon Rowe with his knee problems, you know, he did all he could do, I think, in this right. game against UCLA. And, you know, like you said, looking towards next year, we have some good guys coming in, and Brandon uh, Dawson, and uh, who is it, Duane?
1: Uh I just texted it out of the tab.
0: <laughs> no, I'll find it in a second. But, no, we do have some great talent coming in uh, for next season, uh, which should be, you know, real good. Uh, yeah, Brandon Dawson coming in. And uh, also, who? Let's see. We got Alex Guana, Alex Guana. (laughs) Um, But no, they do have some good talent coming in next year. I think what we all need to remember is that we. It was a disappointing year. But we should, you know, it's the same thing I always say with the Pistons or you say with the Red Wings. You have greatness for so long, you expect it every year. You expect, what, a Final Four run an Elite A run every year. That's just not feasible. It's not reasonable. Yes, they had a down year. A lot of distractions. Corey Lucius getting dismissed. Chris Allen getting dismissed from the team. The whole Tom Izzo, Cleveland Cavaliers back in June. Um, you know, Derek Nick's not even going out to Maui for the Invitational originally, not knowing what's going to go on with him. Uh, there was just so much. It was a whirlwind of Problems mentally and physically, and it finally just caught up with them. But overall, you know, you, you know, you did it. I think you know they gave it their best this season. Mm-hmm. They did what they could with all the problems they had, and you know we'll look towards next year.
1: I was uh, looking at an article actually. I wanted to cut you off when you were talking about Caitlin Luke. Oh, definitely. Kept going. Um, I was looking at an article. He was four points short of hitting two thousand points, and that's upsetting. And I think it's the same thing though with the Achilles injury. Had he not had that, he probably would have been way past that. No, definitely. Um, I I think that's how it would have worked out. But yeah, just looking forward to next season. I Every team has an off season, And I think with all the distractions that they had, I don't want to like... Because obviously the team wasn't playing as a team. No. Um, I'm probably partially due to Lucas and Allen and maybe Izzo, but that was so early, like before the season, that might not have made that big of a difference. I
0: really don't think it made that much yeah. of a difference. I think it was everything else. Right,
1: and obviously contributes. And I just think next year... Everyone stay out of trouble. That's my first thing. Yeah. Um, no one get <laughs> tased next year. Trouble. Yeah. And you know what? And with what they have, I mean, we're losing Lucas and Summers. Summers. Summers did okay this year. He wasn't awesome. Um, I don't think he'll be that big of a, a loss for us. Um, Lucas, on the other hand, he'll be a little detrimental. But we have like Appling, who actually has been doing extremely well at po- point guard. I'll yes, one. he has. Um, and I, I just looking to next year. Don't get, don't dig a hole and expect to get out of it every time, because that's not gonna. To work every time and that obviously showed this year. And play a full 40 minutes, go down low, um, stop playing a three-point game. Like it's Stop becoming
0: a jump shooting team. Yes,
1: exactly. And there's this there's there's a bunch of stuff that they can work on, you know, before the season starts next no, November, November right? Yeah. So it November. And <laughs> I, they have enough time. I think they can, they can build on it. And I can see them doing extremely well next year with the, with the talent they have, if they all work together and without the distractions, they work on what they need to. And, I, I have I have high hopes for next year's team.
0: No, me too. I mean, uh, I always love Adrian Payne when he came in. I mean, he has a lot of development to you know still go on with, but I think he always looked good. I think this guy could be a dominant guy for us uh, down low. You're gonna have you know Delvon Rowe and uh, Draymond Green at the power forward and uh, you know the forward positions out there. Uh, Derek Nix. Hopefully, this guy can you know lose some more weight again and get to the potential that he can achieve. I think Derek Nix can be. Uh, you've seen some drop step yeah. moves that he has. You've seen some bursts of you know real talent. Uh but then that fades away into looking like he might need an oxygen mask after playing for ten minutes or not even. So uh, you know, need to work on that. Again, Brandon Dawson, a five star small forward recruit that we're getting, uh, one of the best recruits out of the big ten this year. He's going to be fantastic for us, uh, coming in next season. You already mentioned Keith Appling. Um Appling will have a lot of uh a lot of pressure, not just pressure, but he's just, he's going to have to, lots, lots going to be on his shoulders. You're losing Lucas. Uh, you already don't have Lucius. Obviously, he's gone. Um, he's going to have to, you know, take the team on his back to a degree. He's really good at defense. Uh, just needs to, I think, kind of, you know, flesh out a little bit of his offensive game. But uh, next year, I'm excited for next year's team as well. I think it should be a pretty good team, Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, we'll just look forward to next season. Uh, Again, with the game against UCLA, the same things that killed us all season. They had 16 turnovers. I know UCLA equaled that with 16 turnovers, but I can guarantee a lot of those came in the first half. Um, The Spartans put up 52 points in the second half. It's no excuse for putting up 24 points in the first Mm -hmm. half. You can't come back from that. Um, It was an unfortunate traveling call. There's no volume for the game when I was watching it, so at first I thought it was a three-point foul. That's
1: what we all thought, too.
0: And I was like, wow, three, they could be He's gonna make three. We're gonna win the game and be like, well, time, what? but and then it's like oh, turnover. I was,
1: I was like, why are they getting the ball?
0: I'm like, you know, it's just the ref. I didn't see the arm. I'm like, what's he? Yeah. Oh no, traveling. I don't know. I, I've seen. The, I've seen it again. I guess you could call it. I hate seeing that being called at that late of the game. I don't think it was a horrible travel. Was it a travel by the books? Yeah, probably. But I like seeing them. One last shot yeah. You know It was a little anticlimactic With just a huge run And then It's just over Right But um
1: Oh the other recruit Dwan Anderson Dwan Anderson Yeah and, uh, uh, Sutton Bay He's uh He actually just became The 31st recipient Of the Hal Schramm Mr. Basketball Award Nice, and he's he'll be here next year. And if you guys would like to, um, people are posting it all over Facebook. Um, he has a uh, a video up there of him dunking over a guy, <laughs> and it is so ridiculous. He jumps from like the free throw line almost, and is right over this guy. He just stands there and watches him, falls over.
0: <laughs> Regular Serge Ibaka, such a
1: flopper. But you know what? It's it's um like you said, and like I said, I'm excited.
0: No, I'm excited too. We got a long time to you know see how you know this. I mean, it just ended. Um, but at the same time. We- We have some, you know, Izzo's already done his recruiting. We already know who's going to be here next season. And I don't see Michigan State having as woeful of a season as they did this year. I hope not. I I do feel like it was almost a perfect storm in a way of a lot of things that kind of came together. And you know what? It just didn't work out. They still made the tournament. Yeah, 19 and 15 to end your season. Obviously not the best by any means. But at the same time, you know, you did what you could. Uh, I'm not going to get too down on them. I was down on them earlier in the season, but you know what? I really thought about it, and it, I think it's—I think the expectations are always too high of a team when you have so much success. We've said this, and it just—it gets frustrating to you know when people just dog a team so bad when they've given you so much over the last you know. Fifteen years, yep. uh, you know, six Final Fours in the last twelve years, a championship. You know, played for another championship a couple years ago. This team's given us way more than a lot of teams in the whole country have given their schools. So, uh, congratulations, uh, you know, to the Michigan State Spartans on you know just a hard-fought season. Obviously, not the most successful season, but you toughed it out, and we're getting a lot of our guys back. Mm-hmm. So, uh, real fast with Michigan, the Wolverines. Uh, they actually won their first-round game, unlike the Spartans, and uh, they played the Tennessee volunteers and put a butt whooping on them. Uh, 75 to 45 was the final score. Absolutely annihilated them. They looked fantastic out there. Um, I thought they would give Duke a good run for their money, and they did. Uh, I don't know. Did you catch any of the Duke-Michigan game, which was uh, yeah yesterday?
1: No, I didn't get to see any of it. No, nope. I got to hear about it. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, uh, 73 to 71. Duke won the game. It was a very close game. Uh, you know, Duke pulled away at times, six, eight point, 10 point leads in Michigan, as they have done all season. Uh, very good with adversity, coming back, uh, making a game out of it. Uh, Morris had a shot to tie the game right at the end from about 10 feet away. Um, it was a great attempt. Uh, wasn't really, uh, guarded too well. Uh, he missed it. Uh, what can you do? I think it still was a great shot selection. I think a lot of people want to think he should have kicked it out for a three-pointer to Smatris or Novak. But could have, would have, should have. He was wide open. He took the shot just a little hard off the back of the rim. Um, I still think Michigan's going to have a great team uh, next year. They're not losing any of their guys. Most of their team are freshmen, sophomores. So, uh, you know, again, congratulations to the Wolverines. Um, I won't say that too often, so really enjoy it right now, but they did a really great job. I think this year, after starting off 1-6 in the Big Ten, they came back, and you know what? They, make, they made a heck of a run. They abused Tennessee in a game that I don't think anyone saw a 30-point blowout in this game, and really gave Duke a really tough run for their money with their one three one zone. I think John Beeline's got a lot of great kids out there, and Hardaway Jr., and Morris, Novak, Smatris. Um, they have a lot of good guys, so uh, look for the Wolverines to make some noise uh, next year in the Big Ten as well. They will definitely be more more competitive uh, than this year, and I mean, I think they were a better team than Michigan State this year, personally. But uh, getting to the tournament in general, now, I assume you watched, you know, parts, And I mean, it was on all weekend, how could mm-hmm. you, you know, you see it here and there, I almost get basketballed out, uh, just hours and hours. There
1: are so many people I've been talking to, and they're like, their brackets are so messed up now, they're like, I'm done. I hate I'm hate.
0: burning my bracket <laughs> I
1: know because it was so hard to predict Like especially I know we'll probably talk about this in a second Especially with the upsets Oh yeah Especially in the southwest upsets <sighs> We have three double digit seeds In the leading I
0: love it I mean, I don't, my bracket doesn't love it, but uh, it's fun for the tournament. Um, and yeah, that, again, the question I really want to hear our listeners here. I mean, what is the biggest upset of the weekend for you? Because there were a lot of good ones, a lot of games that came down to the wire, uh, some controversial calls, some contra- you know, some controversial fouls, clock management by the refs. Um, you know, a lot that went down this weekend, which just adds to the allure of March Madness. Uh, but you know, between us, Megan, what was your biggest upset, most exciting last-second game? One that maybe screwed your bracket. Not,
1: not <laughs> exciting. One that really screwed my bracket was the Morehead State Louisville game. Uh-huh. Uh huh. First round. Who would have thought a thirteen seed would be to four. Like, Morehead State, I don't remember. I think I said this on air last week. I started laughing when I saw them on the bracket. I'm like, Moorhead State, come on now.
0: I feel bad because I still have no idea what state Moorhead State's in. <laughs> I, I, I really don't. I have no idea where this school exists. Pretty
1: sure it's in, is it in Kentucky?
0: It might be. You tell pretty me. Sure? I have no clue. I Someone call in and tell me. I can look it up. But, I mean, I have no idea where this team comes I know a girl comes. that
1: goes there. But uh, they're known as a cheerleading school. They're actually national champions this year. Okay. Um, so, they're pretty good there. That's why when I saw them in basketball, well, I'm like, ah, you're right. But that one and um, the other one would probably be. I know a lot of people are mad about Texas. Texas, I, I had going into the, the Sweet 16 and they lost.
0: Yeah, Texas screwed um, me. I had them going to the Final Four.
1: Yeah, I had them going to the 16 and then losing to Duke. Okay. But now that I've seen Duke play, <laughs> I'm not sure anymore. <laughs> um, the other one that a lot of people were talking about too was Notre Dame. Oh yeah. Notre Dame, uh, Florida State. No. And um, that one I heard was pretty insane. like Oh yeah, so but I mean, like the Southwest is crazy. I mean, what do you have a, a, a 10 an 11 and a
0: 12 and 13?
1: Oh yeah, all all in the sweet 16. Well, no,
0: yeah, no, 12, 11, 12, 10. 12, yeah, 12, 11 the, 10. yeah, I'm looking at the I'm looking at third round.
1: Yeah, there you go. And it's crazy. I mean, who would have thought and the, the one that really screwed I think everyone was the southeast. Because that was just, everyone was just, oh, done, oh, done. I mean, we did brackets in class the, or the other day, and the kid I was doing it with convinced me to put Texas into the Final Four, and then they lost. <laughs> and then we had all these teams in the Southeast. He's like, I'm putting MSU in the Final Four. I'm like, oh, fine.
0: Oh, man, what are you? I don't know. I, I had, I had a friend of mine that did that, too. Yeah, what are you smoking?
1: It's just... <laughs> I think it's just love for the school, but sometimes you got to be a little bit.
0: That's a little too blind. Hey, listen, right. last year, two, three years ago, fine, giddy up. But, right. I mean, this year, really, do you really think State was going to make it to the Final Four?
1: I didn't, but um, I don't know. I'll, I'll get to the point here. I, all of my Final Four teams are actually still in it. And you're lucky. I have OSU in the East, UConn in the West, um, Kansas. Kansas. In the southwest And then Florida In the southeast So they're still going It's looking good I'm hoping
0: No that is looking good Uh <laughs> No I mean It's good I mean right now I'm tied for a first Like three people It's 11 pool Uh tournament pool but uh, I had K-State lose to Wisconsin that busted out my Southeast Final Four pick <laughs> Texas oh Texas <laughs> um, that five second call on Texas was which was I think it was a bad call and I think it really screwed Texas it gave Texas still, they still had a shot um, at the end of this game that didn't end the game for them by any means uh, but at the same time i think it was a bad five second call that kind of you know screwed texas over if you want to look at the pit and butler game i didn't have Pitt going to the final four luckily enough i had k-state so i guess it's negligible <laughs> they both lost but um you've, you've seen the highlight of this pit uh, butler game right the foul off the rebound in the final eight tenths of a second left matt howard grabs his board Nonetheless, they call a foul with eight tenths of a second left off a missed free throw by Pitt. And Butler grabs the rebound, and, uh, you know, guy Howard, you know, kind of gets hit across the arm, gets hit a little bit. They call a foul, and Matt Howard goes to shoot two free throws to just win the game. No time left. I mean, it's game clinching free throws. The game was tied at this point. So, you know, he made the first one, missed the second one on purpose. Pitt didn't have a shot. Um, so, you know, Pitt, that was, I'd say that was a, that was maybe the most shocking, uh, Or, I I tell you, VCU and Purdue, that one is maybe more shocking. I didn't think Pittler. that's why uh, Pitt losing, but uh, VCU and Purdue blows my mind that VCU, a team that a lot of people said didn't deserve to even be in the tournament, is in, in the Sweet 16. And they've won three games this weekend. They played in the playing game as well on Tuesday. Um, so, you know, they've won three already. And now they're going to be facing Florida State in an awesome 11 versus 10 Sweet 16 round matchup, which should be extremely exciting. I love it, um, even though my bracket's not loving it as much. Um, but that's okay. I do have Kansas in the Southwest still going strong for me and OSU. So let's go Big 10 and, uh, you know, Big 12. I got Kansas winning the championship. So, honestly, that's what I'm hanging on to.
1: I think a big one people were excited about too is Marquette. Yeah. Marquette Syracuse and then Marquette pulling it off. That was another one that I had a bunch of people like, yeah, Marquette, like we're going all the way now. I'm like, good luck. let <laughs> so OSU there, buddy. It's go all the way.
0: This true. I mean, they, they have to play a tough UNC team uh, coming up. And then obviously, I mean, it's OSU versus Kentucky. So who knows? I mean, OSU, that's not a guaranteed win. It's a tournament. There's nothing guaranteed. Uh, but at the same time, I hope everyone's brackets are okay. Don't. Pour coffee on him yet And just throw him in the trash
1: My uncle ripped his up I heard I got story. money
0: I I can't, you know, do that I, I heard the
1: story about it yesterday I went on to With my family My aunt I'm sitting next to her She goes Yeah, we don't know What our brackets look like anymore Your uncle ripped him up After MSU lost And threw him
0: away <laughs> It's like, how far do people have MSU going? <laughs> Act like this team was a two seed.
1: Uh, it's funny. It's love for your school. I mean, it is. If I hadn't actually rationally sat down and looked at it, I probably would have chosen them to am like, MSU, 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 MSU champions.
0: Yeah, people are blind to that school love. Oh, I mean... Yeah. That's fine. Whatever. It's <laughs> good for everyone. But I know it was a very exciting week, uh, weekend for the uh, tournament, as it is always. Um, it, the tournament will kick off again on Thursday, uh, starting with the Sweet 16. Thursday, Friday is your Sweet 16. Uh, Saturday, Sunday, your Elite Eight. And then on April 2nd, you will have your Final Four. So this weekend, another great round of basketball coming up. Hopefully we get a few more upsets, just not the ones that will screw up my bracket even more. My Final Four in there. <laughs> yeah, God, Texas. He had my K State losing. That that was kind of that was my just guess pick. Kind of is like yeah. Texas. Texas. Those longhorns. Hey, no matter what. Uh, but let's get to the women's team uh, real fast. Uh, the Michigan State women's basketball team played yesterday in their uh, first round matchup against uh University of Northern Iowa, a team actually the men's team, faced last year in a pretty exciting game. And uh, MSU won. Uh, it was a game that was uh, actually you thought Michigan State had a quite, uh, quite a good hold on it. They had a 14-point lead uh, in the second half and then it kind of started to slip away. Uh, basically, uh, Johnson got into foul trouble. She had to sit down, and before you know it, it's a three-point game, and University of uh, Northern Iowa has the ball with the last shot to try and tie the game. Uh, the game did end 69-66. to The women's team won. They're moving on. Uh, congratulations to the women's team. Um, you know what? That's what the tourney's all about. This is college basketball. It's not the NBA. You do have teams make surmount comebacks when they are down like this, but in college basketball, if it's a 15-6, Sixteen-point game, and you got ten minutes left. Don't count that game out for anything. It's a ton of time left in this game. Teams get cold, teams get hot, and you know it's it's college ball. These aren't professional athletes. I think we have to remember that lapses in you know just mental stability there when it comes to playing the game. But Michigan State women's team will be playing tomorrow uh, in their second-round game against fifth seed Green Bay. Green Bay I didn't even know they had a team. <laughs> I didn't okay, no, I mean Green Bay, okay, thought they were a football team,
1: yeah, no, yeah, Green
0: bay, hey, Green Bay, okay, but Green bay though, uh, out of the horizon league uh they have a, they're on a twenty one game winning streak right now, uh they're thirty three and one overall on the year, so um obviously, uh you know, a really good team, but they do play in the horizon League, so the competition is not really up to par as the Big Ten you know the Big East any of these other conferences but uh, again congratulations to the women's team uh, you know they really uh, um, you know Keen again always Keen and Brittany Thomas you know play fantastic basketball um, I just you know this is why I like to see out of teams you know even when you get up And you got a team coming back. They had resiliency to at least have some lockdown defense and just make key plays in the final two minutes of the game. And, you know, that's what it comes down to this tournament. I mean, there were a million games. You look at the men's tournament this weekend where it came down to one possession, one play, one missed foul shot, or one three-pointer. This is what basketball is. This is what the tournament's all about. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I mean, I didn't watch this game. Did you catch any of the women's game?
1: No, I didn't. I I did read the article, though, about the last couple seconds when they were actually going for another three. Uh Uh-huh. And missed it, but they still won.
0: They still won. And
1: that's impressive. I think they're doing great this year, and I think the credit that they should be getting, they're not, but... You know, I, th- I think they're, they're a decent team this year.
0: No, without a doubt. They're playing real well, and it's going to be, a, you know, it's, the game's tomorrow at 9.30 p.m. F- uh, for all of you that want to watch the game. Um, it should be a good game. Honestly, I mean, I have no idea how uh, good Green Bay is. 33-1 does speak volumes, though. It uh, doesn't matter what league you're in, honestly, uh, 33-1's impressive. So it uh, should be another good game for the women's team, and uh, hopefully they can uh, pull it out. Uh, all the luck to them. Uh, real fast before we take a break uh, I just want to give you a little update of an article that broke on uh, thefreepress.com earlier this afternoon Uh, the Big Ten Athletic Directors are proposing a men's hockey league that would start competition in 2013-2014 basically what this would be is that the league is going to be made up of the CCHA members which include Michigan, Michigan State and Ohio State and it will also include the Western Collegiate uh, Hockey Association members which includes Minnesota and Wisconsin, Penn State's program is slated to start in 2012 so they will also be in this hockey league um it's going to be a 20 game conference schedule and a postseason tournament would, would determine the league's automatic bid to the ncaa tournament um so that should be quite interesting um uh, I'm, I'm not a big college hockey fan um i don't know are you
1: no i've been to one game since i've been here as freshman year against michigan Okay. <laughs> I
0: mean, I, I've never been to one, so I can't yeah. really say anything, but I mean, it does sound like a pretty cool idea uh, playing 20 conference games. Um, you're going to be allowed to play non-conference contests, in-state rivals, um, you know, all the important tournaments, uh, like uh, they've been saying, the Great Lakes Invitational, um, that's all going to be kept. So, um, you know, that, that should be good. I think it's, uh, it'll be good for the league uh, for, you know, college hockey, getting a little bit more publicity, uh, just a little bit more competitiveness out there. So, I mean, everyone loves March Madness. It's, it's a bracket. It's a tournament, mm-hmm. you know, you know you play the big 10 you play all your tournaments to get in it makes it a little more exciting rather than just you know a certain amount of teams just automatically getting in um i think this uh should be a it's a pretty cool idea i think it uh, should be pretty good uh, i really can't say much more on it i'm not too educated when it comes to college hockey yeah,
1: I've, been to, I've been to the the big chill i think before i've been to the the lake the great lakes great great lakes invitational before uh-huh. i was pretty young though i mean i was probably like Ten or eleven. Yeah. So I mean, it's been a while.
0: No, definitely. And uh, here's a quote from Mark Hollis. Uh, Mark Hollis says, "Quote: We are excited about the launch of hockey in the Big Ten Conference. I believe that sponsoring men's ice hockey will enhance the conference, its member institutions, and college hockey." And that's exactly it. It's just trying to get hockey a little bit more out there, and just you know, especially for the kids that want to play hockey. College hockey gets no pub at all. Absolutely none. You don't hear about it until they have four teams left in the Frozen Four. Uh, But we are going to take a quick break right now. When we get back, we're going to talk about an editorial piece that was in the state news today regarding what you can bring into Spartan Stadium for games. And uh, I want to get everyone's take on this. Uh, We'll also touch on the Red Wings, again, a little Barry Bonds, Pistons, whatever we got time for. But you are listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap on 88.9 WDBM East Lansing.
1: You're listening to
0: Impact Exposure.
1: At the football game,
0: Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera.
1: He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station.
0: For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week.
1: Sunday nights, check out Sit or Spin from 8 to 10 p.m., where you can voice your opinion on what new music we play here on the Impact.
0: Only on
1: Impact Prime. Good morning, gentlemen, want to hear our specials? Sure. First, we have the seafood special. It's been sitting around here for a week. We're known around these parts for our food poisoning. Wouldn't it be great if you could be warned of life's risks? If you have diabetes, you can. It's called A1C, a simple blood test that can help measure your risk of complications such as heart attack. To find out more, go to www.diabetesa1c.org, brought to you by the American Diabetes Association, Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation International, and the Ad Council. Now, back to Impact Exposure. Welcome
0: back to the Spartan Sports Wrap here on 88.9 WDBM East Lansing. My headphones just exploded.
1: Dave is struggling.
0: Well, it's all right. You can talk for a second.
1: Was, let me tell you what happened. He was putting them on right before we came back, and one of the, one of the earphones fell off. Just
0: fell right off what you get for buying cheap headphones uh, well. no I'm kidding Matt these are yours I know No, it's my buddy's <laughs> headphones they're good <laughs> These fell right off. All right. Now the volume is good. I can hear everything okay. a lot better. All right. Let's get serious now. All right. All right. We're going to get serious because I want. this is something I really want to talk about. Um, it was an ed- editorial piece out of the State News today. And basically, the article is talking about the new Spartan Stadium bag policy and what this new policy is going to be. And it's implemented September 3rd, which will be the first home game here for the men's football team. You're not allowed to bring in any handbags, camera bags, diaper bags, binocular cases, purses, seat. Backs with pockets And all similar bags Will be banned So basically Anything with a pocket Other than your jeans You can't bring anything in On jackets? Uh you probably bring coats. It doesn't say no coats. I
1: was say. It doesn't say no coats. You want us to freeze? We won't come. No, of
0: course you can wear coats. I doubt anyone's going to go to a November football game without some type of a coat. Uh, but real fast to our listeners now. Uh, before uh, you know, the policy was uh, like you know you brought it up. No students were allowed to bring in any type of bags uh, before. Mm-hmm. But other people, you know, adult, you know, um, adults, parents, whatever you want to say, alumnus, um, you know, they were allowed to bring in. You know, if you had a little purse, you know, said so to be a specific size but you know you could look they look through it real fast and then you know send you on it it couldn't be a purse that could fit like a wildebeest some of these purses i see they're just ginormous but if it was a decent sized purse and not like a luggage bag um you could bring it in uh my question to our listeners is is this going overboard is it overboard that you are not allowed to bring in any Type. I mean, I'm not saying, I'm saying you grandma, you take grandma to the game. Grandma can't bring her person, okay? Grandma needs to put her stuff in a one-gallon clear Ziploc bag if they want to bring something into the game, okay? Now, this is, now that's for like, you know, medical purposes. So when you had medication, Um, they've also brought up, you know, any kind of feminine products. These things need to be in a clear, let me repeat that, clear, so everyone can see what you have in there, okay? Now, Megan, I'm going to start with you. Okay. At first, the numbers five one seven four three two thirty eight ninety three. Please call in about this. I want to know what people think. Uh, Megan, what do you think about this? I mean, do you think we're getting a little overboard with just security? I mean, there have been no incidents at Spartan Stadium regarding like breaches in security. Mm-hmm. So, do you think this is going a little too far?
1: Yeah, I mean, I could understand if it was like something happened last year and like a couple times they caught people trying to sneak something in or something like that. That would be different. Students, see yeah, I've never been allowed to bring anything, which I can understand because I could see students sneaking in flasks full of booze. And oh, stuff definitely. Like that. So I could I could totally understand that. They check they check hoodies and everything with students because like, people sneak it, I guess, in their hood. Uh-huh. Of their hoodies. They're like, turn around. Do you have anything in there? I'm like, uh, no. Um,
0: Seems like a dumb spot to put stuff.
1: Ah, well, you never know. It
0: might work. I don't know.
1: Girls wear those UGG boots and I've seen People sneak them in there before. No,
0: that's okay. actually a good spot. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> anyway, don't don't take my ideas. No, don't do that. No, please. Um, it's illegal. Anyway, <laughs> so I mean, yeah, I could see it going a little overboard, especially with adults. Um, if there had been an incident where this had gone wrong, where someone had snuck something in, yeah, that'd be different. But like, I know, well, obviously not big luggage bags, but like little itty bitty bags that they can barely fit anything in, which is what I carry on. Yeah. Um, because I don't like purses. Um, <laughs> personally, and. I mean, people... Adults are different than kids. Yes. Adults need their stuff. Kids don't. I mean, we live right there. So uh, there's not really anything we need. They're coming. They need their driver's licenses. They need money. They need, like... I don't know. Whatever. I
0: mean, whatever it might be, a little yeah. makeup or yeah. a little, you know, some, you know, like I said, some kind of feminine products. I mean, that's you know. That's a
1: little embarrassing. It, no, it, and
0: that's the thing. And if that is, you know, if that's in some clear bag and you yeah. have tampons in there <laughs> and, you know, you're some, you know, 45 year old mother, that's kind of embarrassing. That's a little bit I mean, is she going to have to put these in her pockets and her jean? You know, yeah. I think that's quite embarrassing. Yeah. And uh,
1: especially with the medication, too. I mean, yeah. I could see maybe if you put it in your pocket. Like, maybe that would be fine. But, like, if you can't, like, especially on a nice game day, like, when you're showing up in a T-shirt and shorts, like, you can't stuff those things in your pocket. You have, like, bulgy pockets, and you wouldn't be able to carry your phone after a while or something like that. So, (laughs) but, yeah, I think they are going a little bit overboard. If you look at other sporting arenas, um, I mean, the Palace checks, but they don't take anything, like, they don't take anything away unless it's bad. I mean, Tigers let you bring in backpacks, like... It's just, it's, if, if professional sports arenas are okay with it, why can't college sports arenas be okay with it?
0: I agree. And that's a, that's a fantastic point, Megan. And that's exactly what I wanted to get to as well is that you go to these, you go to any Piston game, you go to a Red Wing game, you go to a Tigers game. Um, it's not even close to as stringent mm-hmm. as this is going to be. Uh, I think this is going way <laughs> overboard, personally. And I completely understand the secu- you know, wanting to have good security measures, making sure that nobody's taking anything in. But I really like this editorial piece because they bring up a great point. If somebody is really bringing something in that they are trying to harm somebody with or they're trying to you know, uh, I hate, you know, some kind of terrorist type thing, they will find a way that's not in a bag, that's Mm -hmm. not in a purse, Mm -hmm. that's not in some backpack, Mm -hmm. okay? They'll hide it in other places. You already mentioned a couple of simple, okay, you know, I'm not not giving anyone ideas, but Mm -hmm. there's a lot of places that you can hide things and a lot of more unsightly places, okay, as well, if you've ever been to prison. Um, These are places that if people people wanted to bring things in they will find a way if want, if people want to find a way to do it they'll get it done and I just think this is really more towards it's just more of an embarrassment type thing where you know you, you bring in a young you bring in a child okay I mean I know I have a young daughter and I mean if I want take to take her to a Spartan game I might want to have some things and like a little you know a little little bag for her yeah. and maybe that's fine for you know just a plastic bag but at the same time younger children I've seen younger children at Spartan games children that still wear diapers and I mean what are you supposed to do you know you have your diaper bag you have whatever mm-hmm. I see no problem with having going through that stuff now you got to be bringing one gallon size clear zip lock bags, that seems a little too hard. That seems a little ridiculous to me. Um, I don't think... You've been to games. Is it really slow? Is it really... Are the lines really that slow down when they're quickly going through a bag? No. No. Not at all. And they're still going to have to go through these other bags. So this isn't cutting down on time mm-hmm. that it's going to, you know, oh, we just want to make the lines move faster. That's a bunch of bull, okay? And, you know, I think it's, again, it's, this, it's the day and age that we live in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes, you know, you see these kinds of things that go on around across the country. It has even nothing to do with sports, and we all overreact about being a little too a little too careful.
1: Yeah, I know. Like the Joe, they have um, um, metal detectors that you have to walk through, yeah. which is understandable. Of it's, course, it's in downtown Detroit um and then the palace they have wands that they wand your bags they kind of peek in there see what's in there you know and they let you go yeah like and tiger stadium you open your bag they look at it real quick they're like all right cool go like
0: okay no bomb no no. machete yeah i mean they they
1: wand them they they do what they need i mean exactly the only other thing i can think of would be like sneaking in drugs but i don't know why people would do that yeah i mean the, the other thing mostly metal and yeah. like you said they would find some way to do it like they could they could stick it down their pants or something as far as i know stick like.
0: it down their pants yeah. and i'm sorry i'm not trying to be, stick it up their rectum I, i'm seriously if people are trying to bring something in that they're going to hurt somebody with they'll find a way i just, i think it's that simple I, I don't think getting rid of bags and all bags i mean no binoculars well why did you binoculars What's in the binoculars?
1: Oh, I know what it is. What? They seek alcohol in through binoculars. Do they? Yeah. But I
0: mean, it's a binoculars case. So I mean, that's a quick little open.
1: Right. But the okay. Oh. Okay. I learned about it in my, my sports class. They were talking about it. Um, wow, this you, is a new one. Let's You, hear un, this. you unscrew the eye lens. Uh huh. You unscrew it, and people will pour like liquor in there. And they, I guess, because my my teacher is Ellie Dickerson. I don't know if anybody knows who that is. She actually used to work at the Free Press. Uh huh. And they had her do a story about um some a bunch of the fans at a tigers game her husband you know is the voice of the tigers that's right um and they were there she was doing a story about them and they were talking to security and they were saying they're having a hard time determining what are real binoculars and what are fake binoculars because the fake ones i guess they have like a number on them or something that shows that they're different okay and but yeah they just you just unscrew the islands you pour your pour your alcohol in there you unscrew back on you just walk in Wow! Yeah, isn't that something? You learn something new every day.
0: That is something else. I never <laughs> thought binoculars could be another form of a flask.
1: That might be why. That, I don't know. That no, that's proud
0: No, I mean honestly, that's probably right. And just to mention, it's another case. It's another type mm-hmm. of you know people people that have nosebleed seats. You know some of them, especially even if you have bad eyes and you're a little bit older, mm-hmm. you might want to bring binoculars mm-hmm. uh, to see the game. Yeah, uh like
1: a, a scope. A little yeah, like a uh, pirate scope.
0: A little pirate scope. <laughs> you know, you just focus in on the quarterback and then <laughs> move around. Um, like. I said, there will be exceptions for medical or family related needs, uh, which allow necessary items, and again, those will need to be kept in a one-gallon clear Ziploc bag. So
1: really, it's not any special treatment?
0: No, it's not. It's just like, I have a child. Or it's just, you know, yeah, I'm You know, it's my time of the month or whatever it might be, uh, you know, and I just, you know, you need to put something in the bag. I mean, it's I I mean, I think it's it's a little bit easier for men. I really think this is going to affect women and children more or just uh, parents in general Mm -hmm. with children. Mm -hmm. This is not really going to do anything to the students, uh, in my opinion, at all. I've
1: never minded it. I never bring No, and bags. that's the
0: thing. I don't think this has been something that's ever bothered the students. No. They never bring anything in. No. And, you know, they're come and go, whatever yeah. it might be for the game. This is targeting more of the alumni basis, and I think this is targeting the older crowds that go to the games. They're the ones, like you said, that don't live on campus or don't have an apartment nearby or a house. Mm-hmm. They're the ones coming from out of town that, you know, bring a certain amount of stuff, maybe in a little bag or whatever it might be to the game. And now you've got to put in a clear you know, Ziploc bag and show it and basically have it to be paraded around in front of everybody.
1: I'd be walking around with it, my coat. Like, this is what I have.
0: Okay, bye. Yeah, it's like, all right, got my diapers, got my wipes. I mean, it's come on. I mean, I just think, you know, we're getting a little crazy in this country. Um, I couldn't, I didn't even hear about this till I read this article today. So um, great editorial piece out in the state news if you haven't seen it yet. Um, check it out if you want to. Um, September 3rd kicks off these uh, this new policy. Uh, we'll see if it stays. Um, Uh, Only if it gets a lot of complaints, I think, will they finally go against this in some way. But um, it's just, uh, you know, it's crazy. This is just where the country's headed. You know, getting crazy. You got people, you know, molesting people during, you know, airline checkouts, you know, going through the... It's just everything. It's just...
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. My experiences with airlines are insane. (laughs) You know, I lived overseas. Yeah. They were really, 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 really big on us because my mom was traveling with two little kids. I mean, I was... 12 at the time we moved my brother was 10 uh-huh so i mean with both of us and then one woman they were like all up on us like where are you guys going why are you going here like we what need you to doing? go through all like the special take off your shoes put it through the belt because we need to check your shoes like yeah. everything like that my she... shoes got stuck of course <laughs> i mean that was awesome for a little 12 year old yeah really okay case this are stuck <laughs> getting all
0: scuffed up in there <laughs> but um No I mean I've only flown once So um, it's tough I mean And I still had to Take my shoes off And it was funny Because I was the one Out of my six friends That had to actually Go through that They all just got Waved on through You obviously look suspicious And I just Yeah this skinny white boy (laughs) I look very suspicious Uh (laughs) But um uh let's let's get back to sports. Uh again, if you want to call in the rest of the show about that article, please do uh 517-432-3893. I'm just very curious to see what uh more of the yeah, what more of the students think or even some older uh listeners out there think about this. Uh but we're going to move on to the Detroit Red Wings real fast. Uh they're getting uh basically to the end of the season. They only have 10 games left right now, and they're uh, hosting the Pittsburgh Penguins tonight. Uh actually the puck just dropped about 15 minutes ago. Uh so that game is in progress right now. Um, which is going to be quite the interesting game because in a matchup where a lot of people, you know, you expect a little Crosby, Datsuk, you know, just the big gunners out there, the big names. Uh, a lot of them are actually going to be missing for tonight's game. Sidney uh, Crosby, who's been out uh, for more than two months with a concussion, he will still not be playing. Uh, Evgeny Malkin, he is out still. Uh, he won't be playing in the game for Pittsburgh. And the Wings, they will be missing uh, three very key guys tonight in the game. Uh, Pavel Datsouk will not be playing. Johan Franzen and Yuri Hudler all out. Uh, Dad Suk has lower body soreness. Franzen will be out with a slight groin pull. And Hoodler, he has uh, fever and upper body soreness from a hit he took Wednesday against the Capitals. Um, All these guys are considered day-to-day. So none of these injuries seem to be long-term. But there are only 10 games left right now. And the Wings really need um, all the points they can get. Um, The Red Wings are still second in the conference uh, which is uh, you know very good. They have 94 points. Uh, their second Vancouver first with 103 points, so there's no way you're going to catch Vancouver. Uh, Detroit really just needs to make sure they can hold on for the two spot here. Uh, San Jose is really nipping at the heels of Detroit right now. They have 92 points. Uh, San Jose has won three in a row, so they're only two points back of us, so we definitely need as many wins as we can. Again, only 10 games left in the season, and uh, it's going to be a quite an interesting finish where you look at seeds five through eight right now only spaced out by one point so anything can happen here at the end of the year uh, like I said with 10 games left uh, the Wings have they uh, host the Pittsburgh Penguins tonight they will be at home Wednesday against the Canucks in a very in a very interesting game uh, on Saturday they will be playing the Toronto Maple Leaps Maple bleep <laughs> how, how could I screw up Maple Leaps Maple, Maple Bleeps or something <laughs> Maple syrup, uh, okay, uh, but <laughs> Toronto Maple today, Leafs.
1: Today is just one of those days. It
0: just is, but it's funny. <laughs> it's just fun stuff.
1: First, your headphone balls off. Huh?
0: Yeah, the headphone just explodes in my ear. Uh, but no, the Red Wings <laughs> will be on a five-game homestand uh, here the rest of the month. They will not be. They will not go back on the road until Saturday, April second, when they face the Nashville Predators. So hopefully, the Wings can take advantage of their home uh, stand right here. Like I said, Pittsburgh, Vancouver, Toronto this week, and. Next week, Monday and Wednesday, you'll have the Blackhawks and the St. Louis Blues. Uh, the Wings did win on Wednesday last week; they beat the Capitals three to two. And on Thursday, they beat Columbus two to zero in a fantastic game by uh, Joey McDonald. Uh, had thirty-seven saves. Uh, it was an amazing performance by Joey. And then uh, it was a tough loss. Uh, Nashville on Saturday um, at Nashville. It was a tie game, one to one, with about four minutes left. Three minutes left. Nashville put a goal in, then they hit empty netters. So tough loss there but the Wings just need to maintain and just lock up that two spot. Um, You know, you just want to have the highest seed you possibly can here uh, coming to the end of the season. Let's go to Barry Bonds, my good friend Barry. Uh, Barry Bonds' perjury trial is finally getting underway today um it's been a long time coming uh it feels like it was a decade ago that all this started uh seriously it feels like it was forever ago um this you know this all uh happened it all started really in 2007 at least with uh the whole jury and uh the whole plea he entered in december 2007 he entered a not guilty plea um he was charged with one count of obstruction of justice, four charges of perjury, lying to a grand jury, which is perjury. And uh, they're finally uh, making jury selections uh, this week, today, tomorrow. They're starting it all off. So I uh, just want to let everyone know that trial is underway. And uh, real fast, uh, Megan, I know we'll, we'll talk about this a lot more, but uh, with Barry Bonds, uh, you know, a you know do you think he's guilty and b do you even care Uh, do you think that this is a a waste of money a waste of time Mm -hmm. uh just uh, you know just a whole just a joke in a sense
1: yeah because i know absolutely nothing about this right now um don't care they said it's been more than three years yep and it's (laughs) why (laughs) like i i wish i knew a little bit more about it um I know I have something with drugs.
0: Well, I mean, it was just basically they were, you know, he was, uh, you know, indicted and, you know, said that he, you know, never knowingly took uh, performance enhancing drugs. I don't believe it. And blah, blah, blah. Do you believe it? And uh, do I believe that? Uh, no, not necessarily. I believe he took performance enhancing drugs, but I don't care.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And um, I don't believe that this government that we have should be wasting the millions of dollars that they've put into this case against Barry Bonds. It's um,
1: like, God, so much money anyway.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's just the fact, I mean, just, you know, how much money the taxpayers are, you know, having the front here for to, to get this guy to try to, what, charge him for a perjury? You know, and you know how hard perjury is to, you know, convict on? Perjury is one of the toughest things to ever get a conviction on. And when you have Greg Anderson, a guy who was, you know, uh, Barry Bonds' trainer, he did 14 months in prison already for contempt of court because he's not going to testify. And they're bringing him tomorrow, and he's probably going to say the same thing. I'm not going to testify. And they'll throw him back in jail. It's a joke. I mean, it's the same thing with the whole Mitchell report. If you remember that three seasons ago, where they had Roger Clemens up there, and you know McNamee and all these guys about the, you know the whole steroids. Got Congress getting involved in baseball. I'm sick of it. Congress has no business having to do anything with baseball. Okay, unless it's some huge conglomerate, some huge drug ring going on, then maybe get involved. But this is a joke that we're dealing with in my opinion, Hall of Famers, that whether they used or didn't, it was part of the game, it was part of the era at the time. And you know what? We're going to waste all this money and time trying to prosecute Barry Bonds. It's a joke. We'll talk more about this as it develops. This will be going on for they say about a month. So we have a whole month. a awesome. whole A whole month of a trial to just hear all the ridiculous and stupid things that are going to come out. I hope Barry walks away. I've always liked Barry. Loved him as a player. I got no problem with this guy if he did steroids. A lot of guys did steroids. Is it wrong? Sure. But you know what? Tell that to 75% of the league back in the 90s that did do mm-hmm. this. Okay? So yeah, you want to target one guy? Why? Because he was the big boy he was breaking hank aaron's record okay that's why he's being targeted okay why don't you go target somebody else or don't target anyone that's the better po- better choice but uh we'll, we'll definitely get some more of that coming up because uh it will be an interesting month to see how this all plays out
1: aren't you excited
0: Excited? <laughs> I'm very excited I'm going to just have that on DVR Every time they, go. The Barry Bonds trial <laughs> Come home? Yeah Yes I mean it but can't like be as entertaining as the OJ trial <laughs> Yeah I was watching that every day yeah. I mean you were only what Like probably like four When that OJ trial was going on Yeah I probably wasn't Well no that was in what 96? Oh I was so 95, excited. 96?
1: Yeah I didn't even live in the country I probably didn't <laughs> so, even care
0: <laughs> Like who's OJ Simpson? Who is that? Who's the juice? <laughs> but um, let's see uh, Detroit Lions owner William Clay Ford has, uh, he's not attended any of the NFL's annual league meetings uh, in years they're saying right now uh, right now as you know the, uh, there's been a work stoppage in the NFL it's been about 10 days since the lockout's been going on and uh, right now the you know uh, players association I mean the Pl- players so- the union is uh, trying to decertify trying to have a law uh, antitrust lawsuit against uh, the NFL uh, the NFL wants to continue the owners want to continue the lockout. The players think it's unjust. So, again, that is an ongoing matter that will con- that will continue to go on. Uh, we will still be tracking that. Um, I get tired of even hearing about this stuff because it's going to be months and months. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's gonna be a long time, people. I'm just saying. Get ready for a long, drawn out, drawn out war. I mean, we're talking 12 rounds, you know, knockout maybe at the end. It's gonna be a while. I do still think that they're gonna to come to some agreement. Uh, they will not lose any regular season games. With $9 billion in revenue on the line each year, they are not, even the owners are not gonna to wanna to balk at making a deal at some point just to get the games going again. Um, Lions president' is Tom Lee Wand. Uh, he did say that, uh, this le- uh, this week, um, the, vo- uh, the league is going to be talking about and voting on uh, new matters of new kickoff rules and uh, different tweaks to instant replay are uh, amongst the topics. And obviously, they're going to be talking about the lockout. Again, what's new? Always talking about the lockout. But uh, just, that's just a quick update with the NFL. Uh, real, pa- uh, real fast, real past. I tell you, I'm messing these letters. I'm taking F's and P's.
1: I think yeah it's Fs and P's. Fs and Ps, man.
0: It's the press you know, preep. I mean the press preep. Um let's talk about the Pistons though for a second. Uh the Detroit Pistons uh are doing what they usually do. Win a couple, lose a couple. Uh what's new? This team's twenty five and forty five with uh twelve games left. Uh They're right- real good. Oh, they're fantastic! I mean, they're only twenty games below five hundred. <laughs> I mean, right? That's not that's not a lot. No, <laughs> not at all. Uh, but the Pistons, um, you know, they did have a couple nice wins last week. Um, they beat up on the Toronto Raptors on Wednesday night at home, and they had a fantastic come-from-behind win against the New York Knicks on Friday night. Uh, if anyone caught that game, it was ninety-nine to ninety-five. A very good game to watch. Um, just very close, back and forth. Uh, fantastic game Chris Wilcox with a highlight reel of a dunk uh, which was fantastic put back they did play yesterday against Atlanta Hawks at Atlanta lost 104-96 to uh, tough games Ronnie Stuckey played a fantastic game but just wasn't enough uh, Detroit was within 5 with about 4 minutes left but Atlanta pulled away and Atlanta's a better team they're the 5th seed right now in the Eastern Conference the Detroit Pistons are still 5 games out of the playoffs uh, they are, they're they not going to make the playoffs I mean you have 12 games left I just want to see the them finish strong. Uh, they will be playing the Miami Heat here on Wednesday at the Palace. That game will start at 7:30. Then after that, it's basically a lot of um, games against teams of our caliber. We're going to be playing the Pacers back-to-back on the 26th and the 30th. You're playing Cleveland, the Nets, the Bucks, the Bobcats, Cleveland again, the Sixers. So you know what? If, if all works out in in some crazy world, the Pistons somehow might make the playoffs. Yeah. But again, I just really honestly want this season to end and see what happens in the offseason finally uh, with this ball club. 'Cause it's just it's been way too long with just everything. We're not gonna talk about it again today, but I need I need to hear something about this team getting sold and just what's gonna go down. So let's you know, let's end the season on a strong note, Detroit, and uh we'll go from here. Okay, four minutes. Let's go to the facts. It's enough of me butchering words today. We'll see how many.
1: Should, I, should I do the facts?
0: We'll see how many I butcher. Let's <laughs> we'll see if I can talk and enunciate. Okay. All right. The largest Lego castle that was ever built was built with 400,000 Lego bricks and was 4.5 meters by 5.5 5 meters long.
1: I love Legos.
0: Legos are sweet.
1: I Oh my gosh. My brother and my dad built a Harley Davidson Lego in our basement and the thing is so cool. I bet it's awesome. It's like the coolest thing ever.
0: I miss my connects. I used to have connects. Yeah, those are cool. Yeah, I used to build race cars, throw them down the stairs. My
1: brother used to not know how to build them. I used to have to build his little Legos for him <laughs> when I was like, when I was like eight. I was like building Legos for him. He's like, I don't know how to do this. We well, couldn't read at the time. Yeah,
0: time, so. <laughs> that does that, that does that does hurt. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, the laundry detergent Tide has a market share of about forty percent. So uh, that's a lot for laundry detergents.
1: Yeah, well, Tide's one of the best known.
0: I have Tide. I use Tide.
1: I don't know what I have. I have Tide. Maybe. I don't know.
0: (laughs) There's a lot of weird brands out there (laughs) also for (laughs) laundry detergent. Let's see. The leading cause of poisoning for children under the age of six in the home is liquid dish soap. I can see that, though. No, definitely. That's why if you have children, and I know a lot of people, I do it myself, you keep the dish soap under the sink. Yeah. Put those little, uh, we used to have when I had my little brother running around, little locks or whatever you want. It's not locks, but kids can't get in there. My- it's, not like, it's not like you're dead the, you know <laughs> the cupboard, but it's tougher for children to get in, and that is uh, definitely something to pay attention to.
1: My thing back in the day was cherry medication. Ooh. I got in the cupboard one time. That was bad.
0: <laughs> did you did you trip out after? I don't
1: know. I mean, I remember. All I remember as it happened. I was pretty little though. Uh-huh. So, but yeah, that was my thing. That's another thing I think that could probably
0: no, definitely. And medicine should never be in anywhere near reach of a children, mm-hmm. for sure. Well, let's see. The life expect expectancy of a garbage disposal is about five to ten years. See, that's a big gap five to ten
1: so what
0: like five and a half like in four nine six <laughs> but uh yeah my garbage disposal is going i think in my apartment
1: warranty yeah
0: <laughs> garbage disposals
1: <laughs> i don't have one so you're lucky so what do you do everything. we have to throw everything away
0: that's that's you know, we horrible dishes, we
1: have to like wipe it all off and wash them
0: No, well, i don't have a dishwasher so i mean i gotta wash them too but can put stuff down the sink Oh, lucky you. Okay, yeah, lucky. <laughs> okay, uh, you'll like this one. I think maybe all women will like this one. Uh, the most expensive bra is the Red Hot Fantasy Bra that right is made Seamer? by Victoria's Secret.
1: Mm-hmm. It
0: is worth fifteen million dollars and, and has more than thirteen hundred precious stones on it. Yeah. The bra is delivered in a secured truck by security guards.
1: They always have it at the um, the Angel Fashion Fashion Show. And it's it's bedazzled. I don't. I could never wear that. I
0: mean, how could you ever wear that? You, you know, one stone falls off, like, whoop! there goes 100 grand. Exactly. Like, whoops, there goes uh, 200 grand.
1: Yeah, but it's it's really cool again. I mean, if you see it, they put it, well, you probably wouldn't, but they put it in their magazines all the time.
0: Okay. Yeah,
1: and they're like, you want to buy this? It's like, you know, millions of dollars, but you can have it.
0: Yeah, well, if I ever win the Mega Millions, I'll have to think about that. You know, <laughs> yeah. just buying one and like putting it in a case in my apartment.
1: Everyone walks in. It's like, ooh, ooh. what's that? <laughs>
0: uh, the most expensive perfume in the world is the Parfum 6, which was made by Arthur Burnham. A 4-inch bottle, which is covered with diamonds and a 24-carat gold. And 24 karat gold. So, diamonds and 24 karat gold all in the bottle. Cost $71,000 for this 4-inch bottle of perfume. I
1: don't think I'd ever use it.
0: It probably even smells bad. <laughs> okay? It's just somehow... I just, yeah, I just got this gut feeling. Uh, let's see. The most popular place to burn candles in the house is... Take a guess. Burn a candle? To burn a candle was the most popular place in a house to burn a candle. A
1: bathroom? Nope. Living room? Yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, just did a
0: bathroom no, I think can't, no, I think that was a good call. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of times there should be candles in bathrooms. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the living room definitely, and I think bedroom was probably, you know, second or third. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm just making that up. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> guessing. Uh, the name for ivory soap was inspired by a verse from the Bible. Uh, Harley Proctor got got the name when the minister read from Psalm 45, 8. And the psalm reads, quote, all thy garments smell of myrrh and aloes and kasha out of the ivory palaces whereby they have made thee glad, end quote. So I guess ivory soap people are quite religious. <laughs> the oldest documented footwear was found, 8,000-year-old uh, sandal was found in a cave located in Missouri uh, in the U.S., 8,000-year-old sandal.
1: Wow. Surprised it lasted that long
0: yeah seriously I don't
1: think any nowadays would
0: no I don't think it was a Birkenstock <laughs> uh, the only king without a mustache in, a de- in the deck of cards is the king of hearts hmm. so you know bet against your friends which king doesn't have a mustache uh, but uh, we are out of time out of time here at the Spartan Sports Wrap. but I definitely want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in tonight to the show uh, we'll definitely recap the rest of uh, this upcoming weekend in the NCAA tournament on next Monday's show and obviously talk about whatever else the news world gives us but uh, thanks a lot for listening Uh, For the Spartan Sports Wrap, my name's Dave Hrenke. And I'm Megan. And you guys have a great night out there.
1: You've been listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. Tune in every week for more of the greatest sports information, news, and analysis. Here and only here on Impact 89FM. An exclusive podcast from Impact
0: 89FM.